Hi, before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to point you in the direction of the social accounts we've set up for the show to help you guys engage with us and communicate and get involved with our show. You can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Emailing us will really be the best way to talk to us directly and conversate with us on air during the show. Also, be sure to like You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter at You Can't Disappod. That's Disappod like Disappoint. So there's one S and two P's. Well, thanks for tuning in and let's kick off the episode. Here we go. <laughs> Would you stop tuning that guitar? You are a hundred and five years old. Tell me exactly what you did with your life to end up here so I don't make the same mistakes. Excuse me! But it's springtime, and I thought I might woo a few chicks. All right, well, uh, let's let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. Um, hello and welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Grandpa Schlipschlap. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. And my okay. co-host. We'll roll with this. No, we'll roll with this. We'll roll with this. <clears throat> Start over. Hello and welcome to another iteration of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, uh, Grandpa Schlipschlap. And I'm Henry David Thoreau, Diet Squirt. <laughs> nice. I wasn't sure you were going to go with that or Schlap Skank, which was oh, my yeah. backup. <laughs> I was definitely going to say Grandpa Schlip Schlap. The last well, I time I like watched the, the episode and heard that, I was like, that's the one. I feel like between the two of us, though, maybe you're more the Grandpa Schlip Schlap and I'm more the Schlap Skank. Do you think that's accurate? <laughs> I don't know. We can both fill whichever role is necessary in any we, given we burst, situation. We which one we are it depends on the day. Is that the hi. right phrase? Sure. Is that what hi. that means? Hi everybody, <laughs> welcome to the show. Another week. Uh, special thanks at the top. Well, first of all, is hi communities. Hello. Uh, our, 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 Papa. Both of our, you know, biological father. Uh, I don't as far know if as a lot I know. of you guys know that, I but think that, uh... he gave birth to each of us individually. He did. And... It was a beautiful process. It's on video. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the YouTube, you'll see. And we've really reconnected on a deep level with papa bear and he's been so great he he started this whole community (laughs) fandom page just so he could help his sons for their future community podcast and it's really great daddy thank you it was really nice of him appreciate you makes up for all the birthdays you missed sometimes saying the daddy stuff really feels gross but doesn't it (laughs) i've committed and you know we've I've made like, this bed I've, I've upped it every time and i don't know how much more i can up it without without you know steven's mom needing a warning to like turn it down for about 30 seconds right oh but thanks communities for all you do and yeah. also off the top special thanks to our pal alex webster for uh joining us last week that was a ton of fun and if you haven't Listen to the, that. We talked about the great contemporary American poultry, and it was a good episode. Uh, and also, just to plug Alex, again, uh, check out his podcast, At the Cinema. You can find it wherever you find your pods. And also, he would like us to mention that you can follow his film critiques on Letterboxd. His account is Elux. It's spelled E-E-L-U-K-S. He's really like funny, it, like and he's really thoughtful, so I'm sure he's worth a follow if you use Letterboxd. 
yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed that last week. It's a little different than our, our normal thing. Let us yeah. know what you thought. We're not going to take it into consideration or have it affect yeah. what we do in the future, but tell us. Mm. <laughs> so, Stephen, how's your week been? Um, It's been a long, pretty nonstop week. I had some events at work and lots of stuff going on, but it's definitely been nice watching so much community Yeah, the last 24 hours. Yeah, we're recording on a stretch. Uh one thing is, okay, by the time this episode comes out, it'll still be relevant. If you are in the central Indiana area, I am performing in a Shadowcast production of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's October 24th in Muncie, Indiana at the Cornerstone Center for the Arts. Um, if you are able to come to something like that and you want more information, hit me up on the Twitter. I will be Brad, and Steven will unfortunately not be Janet. But I'll yeah. be pretending he is the whole time. But I will be standing outside selling tomatoes, heads of cabbage, sharp objects for you to throw during the production. So if you want any more details about that, same thing. Email us, YouTube DMs, uh, Twitter, soft mentions. Yeah. Yeah, so we're kind of recording on a stretch to release over a longer period of time so we can do some spooky stuff. I don't know if, if you have much planned, but I think it'll be nice. to. I'm going to work an extra day. At more the day that we usually record, and I'd like to go to like an apple orchard or something. I think it'd be fun to do some fall stuff. Oh, nice! But it's still really important to us to make a quality show for you guys to listen to every week. Uh, so this week we are talking about season one, episode twenty-two. We're so close to the end of season one, and I feel like we've both grown so much and reverted so drastically. In the yeah. 22 weeks we've been doing this. <laughs> According to the right. pencil marks on my door Notches. frame, I've grown six inches <laughs> this this 22 weeks. It's crazy. If you want to think... know where those six <laughs> inches went, you're going to have to subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. Gold level subscribers uh, actually get a live cam feed of my like door frame so you can see every time I go and make more notches. You know, you can kind of see on my Zoom, uh, this room that's my studio room still doesn't have a door. I've, yeah. We've been living in this apartment for about a week and a half. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show last week, but I don't have a door in this room, and it's weird. I would like for there to be a door. But <laughs> I think my sound quality has drastically improved. Since it I've sounds really good. Like, I think no there's a lot less background noise. Yeah, the walls are a lot thicker, so I feel like it absorbs a lot. But anyway, that was a really long-winded start to The Art of Discourse. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 22. Woo! It was written by Chris McKenna, who wrote many episodes. Kate McKinnon, throughout wow. All the seasons except for season four. I'm pretty sure he left with Harmon. And it was directed by Adam Davidson, who also directed a lot in the first three seasons. Uh, and it originally aired on April 29th, 2010. Ooh. Um, what, a, what a time to be alive. Yeah, before we get into what we thought about this episode, this is a mm -hmm. divisive episode. Yeah. Uh, some people really dislike this episode, and some people are quick to quick to come to its defense. So I'm excited to dig into what we haven't discussed. What we thought, I'm excited yeah. to dig into it. So let's do some trivia first. Let's we do get it. To that I I have the uh, the bog standard three questions. I went with four. I came up with four. So I'll give you two in a row. All right. And then we'll we'll go back and forth. According to Britta, who knits? Uh, uh, damn it. Because I get so, like, I made a, a physical face every time he walked in and said, is Britta gonna nitta? Yeah. And I think I missed whatever the next line after it is. So who There's is another Jeff Spencer's? line in the episode that made me make that face as well. 
Um, it, Winona Ryder. Winona oh. Ryder. Does she knit to make a bag to put things in to shoplift? Do you think people will get that still? Do people know that she shoplifted? I or is sure that too don't much get it. 2001 I just, joke. I just laughed, yeah. 2001, I think. Yeah, I think she got like, arrested for shoplifting sometime in the early 2000s. That makes know. sense. Um, She's good in Stranger Things, I guess. I like how in that moment uh, that that's like Britta's excuse for like, hey, Winona Ryder is someone cool who does it. And then the, the young kids are obviously like, who the f*** is Winona Ryder? Yeah. Okay, so a second one right in a row. What does Head Schmitty define mm. retro as? Ah, uh, is that being 30 years old and not able to afford an iPod? There's one other little chunk to that sentence, oh, but it's, okay. cl- really, old, it's really close. Can't afford an iPod. It's, it, you Just got you're carrying around the Discman? When you're 30 and broke and can't ah, afford broke. an iPod, but you That's, absolutely yeah. got it. Okay, give me Thanks. one. All right, I've got one for you. What was Britta's cat's name that passed away, unfortunately? Oh, Rest in peace. Shoot. I definitely like that they mentioned her cat. Mm-hmm. But I don't Especially because like, it was a continuation. Because wasn't it last week that she said her it cat was, was just like, last sick? week, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, well, funny enough, and this comes back to one of my favorite episodes in the latter parts of Community. Okay. Susie B. Oh, Okay. Sadie mm-hmm. B. Sadie yeah. B. Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. Which is funny that she had a cat named Susie B, but did not. <laughs> Sophie see... Hawkins. Sophie no. B. Hawkins dance. It was Wait. a Sadie B. Hawkins dance because she mixed Sophie... up the Sadie Hawkins and Susie B. Is Sophie B. Hawkins the type of dance where the girl asks the guy? Sadie Hawkins is where the girl Sadie asks the Hawkins. guy. And Susan but B. In... Anthony was the person and Brita yeah, combined and then them and this said is... to Sadie B. Hawkins. I'm getting myself tied up. But in that episode, there's like a alternative female musician whose name is like Sophie Hawkins or something mm. and she played into it as well. That is a good se- that's one of the go-to good season 4 episodes. Yeah. Anyway, what character from Seinfeld does Abed liken to Pierce's position in the study group? That would be hand model extraordinaire George Costanza. You would think he'd be Kramer, right? <clears throat> you would think he'd be Kramer, but yeah, yeah given the, the, the racist stance. Yeah. <laughs> I and this is a very Richard-esque Seinfeld before. I know you're planning on watching through it, but George Costanza, easily one of my favorite sitcom characters of all time. So I know that that's a popular statement. Well, he is. uh, We'll see him in Community. Yeah, shout out. Is Jason Alexander? Is that his name? Yeah, he's in the uh, not so. Well, some people come to this one's defense, but he's in the not so go to good season four episode, The Puppet. Intro to Belt (laughs) Surrogacy. That'll be interesting to rewatch. We're going to have to, I don't know, like drop some acid and watch that one. There we go. It's real colorful. That'll be a hell of an episode. That one definitely tune into the YouTube one for. Yeah. I'm used to this podcast being long, but 14 hours? (laughs) They haven't even started talking about the show yet. Um, (laughs) I mean, neither have we. (laughs) Uh, Give me a question. um, All right. How many pornos? Has George Washington Lemon Fresca been in? Ooh. Well, he was the one that this was his first week. Mm-hmm. I don't remember to the to the umph decimal, but it was 2000-something. It was 2019 in just his first week. Impressive. Yeah. Well, you know, you use the same, like, 30 seconds. I don't know. Well, I do, but I didn't know <laughs> if everyone in the business did that. Uh <laughs> What is it? It's your high school and the last thing you drank? The last beverage you drank? Uh, was it? 
Was that what it was? Or no, I think it was your favorite childhood beverage, maybe even. Was it mm. the last thing you drank? I don't know. We'll wait till we get to it in the episode and then yeah. we'll play the game. Then we can give our names. Um, um, my last question for you. Yeah. What does Abed's t shirt say when they're at the outside car wash with Boobatron? They're not still wearing their pledge shirts. No. I don't remember. It says Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. Nice. All right, then Abed's my last question. I've got some question. cool shirts in this one. This is the one where he wears a Boondocks shirt as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's got a couple cool ones. Okay. Um all right, and this is a, a kind of easy one. But what does Mark's mom have in her water bottle? Vodka. And what time of day is it? It's two PM. It is two I'm at PM. School, I'm at and school. it's two o'clock. And it's two o'clock. <laughs> Wowza. Alright, let's get into them sweet, sweet listener questions. Whoop, 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 whoop. Alright. Sorry, I didn't have the email directly pulled up this time yet. Um, you have like two with... responsibilities for the entire podcast. And I've I'm not kidding. done any. I still haven't watched the episode. Um, okay, but going to go ahead and read the, the full community. Yeah, any, any year now would be great. Okay. <clears throat> From our community daddy here. Mm. Not so much trivia, but looking forward to our reaction to discourse. Without actual polling, have noticed that younger guys tend to like the episodes more than any group. And he wonders what our reactions will be. Stay tuned and find Stay out. Stay tuned. Um, and here's the trivia. What item slash idea will come back in the season two Paradigms of Human Memory episode? I defer to you. Cause the idea of, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen season two. I, I do not know off the top of my head. I don't head. know. Um, so got us there. Uh, what line of Abed's do you think was written on set, not in the original script? He's a nose of one. Um, there is an Abed line that they mentioned in the audio commentary that Dan didn't know about until he saw it. I don't know if this was the unscripted one, but mm-hmm. it was the line where he's talking about Entourage, Entourage. And he mentions the three characters from Entourage as being Pierce types. And then he's like, mm-hmm. that show's messy. Because <laughs> they is... like they went into big depth about this little Entourage reference about how it was like, you can see the light in Abed's eyes fade as if he really liked Entourage. And then he's suddenly noticing that it was really problematic. Yeah. But Have I don't you watched Entourage? I watched the first episode. Okay, well, I caught moments of it when I was very young and shouldn't be watching stuff like that, uh, but didn't really watch it. And then I watched the first episode as an adult and decided it's probably not for me. When I was like 20, I watched a good part of the first season with a friend Eons who really liked ago. it. Yeah. And... It was what it was supposed to be. Yeah, and that doesn't make me want to watch it at all. Yeah, at this point in my life, not really. I enjoyed watching the season when I was sitting there, like, shooting the shit with a buddy, but it's not a show that I would ever be like, oh, you know what I really want to watch right now? Entourage. We'll save that Um, for the Entourage podcast. Exactly. Entourpod. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Well done. Um and then uh you can't dis a Wahlberg podcast i don't know you can't Wahlberg. um all right but luckily our community papa Mm. um papa christmas has gifted us with the answers to his questions um and the idea that comes back in season two is boobatron in the gravity sequence interesting i don't recall boobatron making a return appearance but i'm Looking forward to that. 
And it looks like here, Zach, that you were right. Mm-hmm. Um, his realization that every character is bad and says, man, cool. that show is sloppy, was not originally scripted, which does not surprise me because, you know, maybe he was like, wow. Entourage sucks. <laughs> I mean. And I can make fun of it on TV. Okay, who else we got? All right, we have an email here from Danny. It says, hi, Zach and Steven. Hope everything's great with y'all. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of this episode. Gotta admit, I've never been crazy about it, but I did enjoy rewatching it, and it definitely has some great moments. Biggest laugh for her was in this one was Abed's impression of Annie's gasp. Definitely rewound and played that scene a few times. That was pretty funny. That, that was, was, that a was funny pretty moment. funny. <laughs> um, here are her questions. What was the name of Britta's cat? The one that died, crying emoji. And that would be little Susie B. I had already forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Steven. No problem. Um, And here we go. Oh, what is the name of the sorority that's doing the car wash in the parking lot? No clue. I don't know Greek letters. I tried to even, like, look at the one that was on Troy and Abed's shirt, and I was like, I don't know what the hell that says. Well, I know a tidbit about Troy and Abed's, but I'm not sure of the sorority at all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess die... Kappa bye. Um, okay, what is the number in Pierce's cubicle when he's sitting by himself in the library? Wow. I didn't no know clue. they had numbers, but we will hopefully remember to look. You know we didn't know that one. Um, have a great day, Danny. Thank you, Danny. We got one of them. Don't tell me what to do. 33.3%. Three, th- Sounds like my 12th grade ACP English grade. All right. All right. (laughs) Um, It's from MJ. Hey, Zach and Steven. I hope this email reaches you in time. I'm literally listening to your contemporary. Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in (laughs) good good health. health. And in a position to help a man such as myself. Uh oh. This is Is he about to blackmail us? Reynolds pamphlet. (laughs) MJ. Dear Zach and Steven. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't do that. Uh, So that he just. listening to last week's episode contemporary american poultry and so far is enjoying hearing the fresh voice in the podcast and alex love hearing his perspective as a filmmaker and his opinions on goodfellas and the joker i hope he comes back for another podcast with you guys seems like he has a lot to say about this show unfortunately alex is dead and (laughs) you will never hear from him again things went real south as soon as we stopped recording it's really unfortunate but he was expensive enough for the first episode and i don't know that we're going to be able to gather the survivor money again to have him back sorry it's hailing here oh yeah there's ice bouncing. Well, I don't quite forgive you, but but thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the apology. Yeah, sorry. Just, is your stuff safe? Are you good? Do you need yeah, to attend to anything? Yeah, I'm good. I just like the sound I heard it threw me off. I um, <laughs> I forget what I said, but I just all of a sudden Steven's face like went what the, like, <laughs> gross. Like, what did I say that it offended you so terribly? Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the the survivor money's running a bit. You know, mm. he's a little rich for our taste. So yeah. we're gonna have some guy that has seen. A movie before come on next time um, community daddy bequeathed us a podcast following but not a lot of money yeah our <laughs> our endowment when i married zach he brought almost nothing in terms of a dowry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we're blood I. siblings and we married is is that what is that what we've implied shout this out week? to the midwest this week on you can't disappoint a podcast <laughs> What are you doing, step bro? Okay, let's um, move on. Let's, we were doing something, right? <laughs> we were. And MJ continued to say, 
Uh, I am very <laughs> interested to hear your take on what I believe is one of the most hated episodes of Community. Me the too. I'm Discord. starting to wonder if we're ever actually going to get to it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, personally, I was very entertained by it, actually, even if the humor yeah. in it is very cringy and tasteless. I think the reason for that is because yeah. the episode gave us a chance to see the two of the most proud characters in the show get taken down a peg and be shown for how fragile they really are outside of the group. Yeah. It also gives us a rare glimpse into Pierce and Shirley and how they perceive themselves within the group hmm. dynamic, which I think was very needed in this first season where we're still getting a feel for these characters. Shirley is definitely the MVP of the episode for me, mostly because she's the most sympathetic character in an episode where most of the main cast are the worst versions of themselves, including Troy and Abed, whose storyline I didn't enjoy as much. Blasphemy, Ooh. don't ever talk bad about Troy and Abed again. Um, despite all of that, there are still some enjoyable moments in the episode, my, disc <laughs> my favorite of which is the bullies making fun of Britta's Discman. As someone who still used a Discman in the early 2000s, I never felt so connected to a TV show character <laughs> until that moment. That's incredible. That's great. Hope y'all enjoy my quiz this week. I think this is easier than my usual quizzes, but we'll see soon. Now, Zach, do you remember? I remember being a little kid. Like, it was definitely before my, like... Having Middle a Discman? Is, that, iPod is that where you're going? But I had like a little CD player that I used to put the Shrek CD in and listen to, and the live action Scooby Doo CD. I definitely had sad. a little handheld CD player. I don't know if it was Discman it brand, was not but I remember Discman, when that was yeah. a go to device. Mm -hmm. I sure do. Hmm. I especially remember. So I, I'm 23, and I have a sister who's like 31. So when I was very young, she was in high school, and I remember her having one and using it a lot and like swiping it from her. So nice. that's. So she definitely was part of that time and i was kind of just after it but i got a lot of the hand-me-downs yeah um sorry i feel like a yawn great question thing. mj thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> um all right mj's trivia round week number nine wow this is week nine of mj's trivia that's pretty awesome thanks mj um to think we have the actual Unfortunately, Michael... he has also died, so this will be the last <laughs> we, appearance we have michael jeffrey jordan sending us trivia every week i can't believe yeah. it um, what item of clothing was Britta knitting in the beginning of the episode? That would be a cute little kitty eye patch. Eye patch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Adopt oh. shop. Okay, well, this is gonna be a, this is gonna have to be a team effort here, Zach, because I think I can okay. partially answer this one, but not all of it. I'll tag team with you any day, Stephen. <laughs> Woo! Complete the lyrics to the song Pierce was singing in the study room, which is an okay, actual I feel, song. I feel confident in this. by Welsh baritone singer J. W. Myers. I didn't know that. Jesus. Mm -hmm. No one to watch while we're blank kissing no one to see while we're S no spoon spooning mm -hmm. let's take a trip in my, my airship. airship and we'll visit the man, man on the, the moon, moon. <laughs> nice beautiful we will be uh releasing a studio version of that for our only fans so get get on ahead of the curve and sign up um, I only have six blank discs, so get them while they're hot. <laughs> uh, complete this disc from Jeff. Hey, okay. blank, what time is your mommy picking you up after she's done shooting blank? Hey, uh, I don't remember what he calls them, but after she's done shooting Real Housewives of Greendale Greendale Valley, County. Greendale County. Greendale County. Hey, boomer. Uh, something, something, something when you're done shooting. Crack cocaine. Up your butt. Whatever you say, it. boomer. Whatever you say, boomer. Um, shout out to, what's that e-girl's name? I don't remember. You, The audience he knows. He probably remembers. The audience knows. Uh, 
All right, what was the name of the City College goat mascot? And obviously, that is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Billy. I love Billy. Billy? He's he's no Chompy for, uh, from the Fairly from Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents? Okay, I'm really glad that that's he's what that He's no Chompy. Doing. Yeah, but it, Billy's solid. Um, and what TV show was sloppy, according to Abed? That Entourage. Entourage. Uh, Interrug, the show about becoming red. Um, what was the name of Mark's mother who Jeff tried to seduce? It was really ugly. It was like... I can tell you a lot about the actress who yeah. played her, but... Mandy? It was like... C- Celeste or something. And Celeste is not an ugly name. It was not Celeste. It was like a name uglier than Celeste. Sorry had a to lot the of hordes of people named letters. Celeste that are avid <laughs> listeners to our podcast. I think I had a crush on a girl named Celeste one time. It's pretty. It's like you're, you're, right. you're the moon. Uh, all right. What was the name of the robot that Abed and Troy made Boobatron. in an attempt to woo some babes? That would be Boo 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 Boobatron. All right. How many minutes did the iconic standoff between Jeff, Britta, and the high school bullies last before Pierce and Shirley intervened? Twelve whole minutes. Twelve minutes. Okay. And and this, I was going to ask you about this because I don't remember specifically in the third okay. watch because I didn't really think about it until the third watch. But um, bonus points if you can identify who Pierce and Shirley pants specifically. Now I know that they pants Mark and Shirley the pants is the girl. Okay, I just want to make sure that Shirley pants the girl. And not the Pierce. and who and Pierce pants to the like main yeah, dude Mark. with black hair, and then the other dude didn't get pants. No, he just stood there with his ice cream. Was like, whoa! I think we aced MJ's trivia. Did we? I think we did. That might be a first. Mm-hmm. I think that's really a first. Wow! Don't expect it often, but we did do it. Yeah. Is that the end of our trivia? Do we have more? Um, says he will be back in College Cut-Ups 2, Panty Raid Academy, MJ. And I, I think that is the that. end of our write-in emails for today. Thank you, everyone. If you want to get involved, please do. Uh, like we briefly mentioned, we're stockpiling episodes right now. So go ahead and send in some trivia questions, MVPs, funniest moments from the uh, English as a Second Language, episode 24, the penultimate episode of the season. Yeah. That's the next one we'll be recording as of release of this episode. Yeah, so I'm thank you and one. getting involved. Yeah, we're getting so close to the end. Steven, before we – let's just push it back just another second before we get into how we felt about this episode. Yeah. What was the funniest moment for you? Okay. Let's dwell on the positive. Um, my funniest moment was either uh, – and I remember this is stupid, and I remember laughing at it during the season one live stream mm-hmm. too. It's when Troy goes, you know, at least doesn't think me and Shirley are Shirley's my mom anymore. He thinks we're cousins, and that line makes me laugh every time. But I hate other that. Than, That's literally my least favorite joke of that group of Pierce jokes. Yeah, I don't think it's funny. I just laugh every time okay, for some but reason. I respect it. But my other favorite has to be the looks between Britta and Annie when. Um, Abed first says that he made out with the prettiest girl in school, and they're like, you? You? And they're like, oh. And and when uh, Pierce they says do that it he again. refers to one into, like, like, flat ass and the girl Abed wants to bang. That's a good one. I think my funniest moment in uh, an episode that's controversial, it's kind of including that part of it, is the slow motion stare off at the end. Uh, the way that, like, the Schmitty girl's, like, hair goes from side to side and the way Gillian Jacobs plays it for sure, and the way that Joel does some of it, I think it's pretty funny. All right. <laughs> that's where we're going to go with that. So let's rip off the Band-Aid. 
Stephen, initial impressions of The Art of Discourse? Did not enjoy about 80% of it. Okay. And when I say did not enjoy, I just think that it misses. It's a swing and a miss. And I think that's common of people. And I definitely went into this episode remembering it that way and expecting it. And I think mostly because of that, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Mm Mm-hmm. I was able to go in thinking, okay, those kids are going to be really annoying, but they're supposed to be really annoying. Yeah. So I was able to go with that. Um, I really like the Troy and Abed plot, actually. I disagree I enjoy with the Troy MJ. And Abed I part. think that's one of the best parts. And even though it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, I think a lot of the Shirley and Pierce stuff worked pretty well. I think especially towards the end of the episode, like Pretty well. it was actually done really well in an episode that doesn't have any real like character depth to it until mm-hmm. that point, but mm-hmm. they do a good job once they get there. There were certainly a lot of moments, and every episode of Community has these moments that made me laugh and that are moments that I've always remembered that I didn't mm-hmm. remember to this episode at all. I went ahead and ranked it according to all the episodes, and I will say it's not my bottom episode. What's your least favorite there right now? There are two that I've put below it as of right now. Oh. And I'm not going to reveal it because we're mm-hmm. going to have a big season one roundtable at the end of True the season. Skis. Hopefully with some friends. I, I actually prefer if it was just you and me at a big round table, but like <laughs> just us. But we have to sit next to each other, so right. it's really Six awkward. feet apart. Six feet apart. So it's not gay. Uh, so we'll discuss then. We'll discuss top and bottoms. Mm-hmm. To all the deepest extent, talk about <laughs> tops and bottoms. Yeah. Um, I had fun with this episode, but it's not one that I'm grabbing for again anytime soon. I don't know. No. I, I I let's dig into it. Okay. Let's let's blue skadoo. We can too. I I I will say that one of my almost highlights for the episode, which is not in the very first scene, but we'll mm-hmm. get to it, is one of my favorite delivered chevy chase lines of the season i think chevy chase killed just about all of his bits this episode and to kind of go back to what we talked with alex a little bit last week uh i think some of it is because the type of material that he was given is the type of stuff that chevy liked to say he was eating this up he was like oh this is the best episode of the show but regardless (laughs) he he performed it well Mm mm-hmm yeah, it opens with some awkward interaction with Jeff and Britta. I feel like we're starting to get into the – this episode doesn't dwell on it at all, but we're starting to get into the end of season rebubbling of the sexual tension between the mm-hmm. two of them just a little bit. I feel like they knew they were going to do that again soon, Yeah. so they put them together. They're eating lunch, and Jeff is eating pie because he got a good grade on his – uh, on his final, and Britta mentions her cat again, which, like we mentioned, I thought was a really great throwback to last mm-hmm. week. Uh, some really good continuity in an episode that's pretty far removed from a lot of the stuff that's happened, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. She brings up her cat, and that uh, it's been a couple weeks since she's gotten her last cat, and she talks about adopting another one, potentially. So this knitting that she's doing and that Jeff is ribbing her for is a eye patch for her adopted <laughs> cat, because she has such a, a heart for animals. And I kind of, I don't know, I've been having the kitty baby fever a little bit. Now that I'm in an apartment Your where I'm allowed is, to... Your cat is not going to like hearing that. I know. Now that I'm in an apartment where I'm allowed to have the cat that I, that I have, yeah. I, I, we want another one. Oh, I really want a, a little cat. Yeah, cats are fun. Now, do you think that Britta, like, 
does she already have a cat picked out that has one eye, or does she just know that she's going to go there and, and look for one that's the most disabled one she can get? There you go. I think that's probably closer. It could yeah. go either direction. Uh, this is the first time that we see the teenagers that are probably the most controversial and, uh, uh, you know, if, if you don't like this episode, they're probably why. Yeah. I think the people who act it and perform it are doing a pretty good job. They are they're doing, doing exactly what's given. They're doing obnoxious high schoolers. And I have a couple of feelings about them. One is that teenagers aren't really like this, and it was written by people who are pretty far removed from being a teenager, and it was definitely an angle of like how they think annoying teenagers are. And on the other hand, teenagers are totally kind of like this. <laughs> uh, the Schmitty thing, I don't know. I don't think I was ever so silver spoon annoying that I was like confrontationally making fun of people like they are. Yeah. But there is definitely a thing of like a word being repeated as a joke between a group of friends that could just be one word that has no meaning. Certainly, I think it's based in a lot of truth of how these people are, but... I think it's definitely written by old people. Do you agree? Yeah, because, like, I feel like I especially am, like, very quick to, like, clown somebody like that. Like, like oh, look at those, you know. But I wouldn't, like, do it at them. Especially not if, like, I'm visiting a college. Like, I'm not going to go and pick on somebody in the college. I don't know. Right. So in the world of the show, what's happening is they're, he- they're here. They're high school students that are visiting the school. And they basically interrupt jeff and britta's conversation to make fun of them and they have that line where they're like so we were we were just wondering can you tell us exactly what you did in your lives to end up here so that we don't make the same mistakes (laughs) because if i end up 35 and celebrating a b in nutrition in community college i'll kill myself that's kind of repeated throughout the episode yeah and i don't know (laughs) I don't know. It is kind of annoying, and I don't think anyone would actually do this to people. I I don't know. It's very, get off my lawn, this whole episode. Yeah, and I feel like I'm mean enough as an adult that, like, I would have really hurt these kids' feelings, like, aggressively so, as soon as it starts. Like, well, no, I'm not going to let children. And, of course, you know, Jeff and Britt are like, okay, they're kids, you know. But it affects them, and I guess maybe I'm, I just... And angry well, in my is, old age. But. Some, there, there's thoughtfulness in this episode. It definitely, these young kids that are calling out Jeff and Britta as like out of touch old people that are lame. I think Britta isn't removed enough from like her young anarchist feminist days that she still thinks herself as a, as a kid who's like me against the world. Yeah. And Jeff thinks he's the coolest thing ever and think, and you know, is, has the crush on the 18 year old girl. I think he still thinks he's cool and hip as well. Mm -hmm. And they're both older than, you know, like I feel like I can admit that I am no longer in that demographic or can can squeeze myself into that demographic. So I think it's fair to say that Britta and Jeff, who are both at least 30-ish, they're not. They certainly aren't. Like, I feel like, yeah, like I, I wouldn't easily be able to just hang out with a group of high school kids and not feel weird. Like, I'd be like, all right. Right. So we're in the study room. Jeff and Britta walk in talking about Britta's listing off reasons of why she isn't what these kids have, have clocked her as. 
And there's a really iconic Pierce moment here where he's wearing a beret, uh, <laughs> sitting on the desk and playing an acoustic guitar, while Jeff and Britta are suddenly so aware and like, uh, oh, like, like, ashamed of their age and how it shows. Pierce just <laughs> does not go with that at no. all. You know, the, there's a really great season one community soundtrack that's like the only official thing they ever did like that, and. There is a literal track of Pierce's song here where you can listen to Chevy Chase's performance of Come Fly Away on My Airship. <laughs> I love that. Uh, he He's just strumming away the guitar, and it really pisses off Jeff because, you know, they're so anxious about their situation right now. And he... Uh, he he calls out Pearson and says, "You're 105 years old." And then he he turns around what the kid said to him and says, "Tell me what you did with your life to end up here, and how I can do something different to not make the same mistakes." And Pierce's reaction here is pretty golden. My this might be my actual highlight of the episode because I I don't know why, but excuse me, it's yeah, so he literally good. sneezes out his angry <laughs> response. It's because Pierce is just minding his own business. <laughs> a case of what Alex mentioned where I'm sure Pierce or Chevy didn't know this line until they said it. So they were just <laughs> like, you're angry and you're yelling, excuse me. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chevy. <laughs> and then he, immediately switches back to like, He's here to woo chicks. It's springtime. <laughs> and he plays his song. Uh, Abed is eyeballing his list that will be a big part of his episode this week, and he instinctively interrupts Pierce's song, grabs his uh, guitar, and smashes it to pieces. Uh, a total cliche that Abed is so happy to live out. I would love to do this sometime. Yeah, I've never uh, had enough guitars at my disposal to feel comfortable yeah. doing that. I'm sure I'll never do it. Hey, but when you do, you It'd can be, cool. be just like Billy Joe Armstrong. He likes to break guitars. Billy Joel Armstrong. I've definitely called him that several times, like not ironically. <laughs> Abed says sorry and hands Pierce back his shattered guitar. <laughs> and he, this is when he calls out his list, and it's all of the college cliches that he hasn't done that he would like to do in his first year that he's been working on throughout the season. And the, it works that it, we're just now hearing about it, but then he mentions that several of the things he's done so far this season have been things that he's crossing off of this list, like bonding with a group of lovable misfits, uh, getting in a fight with a school bully, and making out with the hottest girl on campus, which I feel like we have to discuss a little bit because yeah, of my Abed's asexuality is? claims mm. as well. Yes, who do we think it is? I... Don't know. Uh, well, in the season two episode that Alex mentioned last week, mm -hmm. uh, when Abed clocks all the bitches, yeah. one of those girls is Hillary Duff. Winner. So let's go with that. W. Yep. Um, but I was thinking, like, Abed made out with a girl. Mm -hmm. I think this is, we don't hear him say stuff like this very often, and no. I've always claimed that I believe him to probably be asexual. It's true. But also, he did it because it was on his list. Yeah, I see it like the Dom Draper thing. He's like, okay, I'm going to do this. But it's definitely crossing a line. They made out. Mm-hmm. So I guess we don't know how Abed felt about it. He doesn't really go in deep with it. It definitely, he definitely portrays it as if he only did it to cross it off the list. Yeah. But that was my thought. 
Uh, then we we get the quiet moment between Britta and Annie where they're both like, oh, so it must have been you. And they're both like, no. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> then who is prettier than us? <laughs> and it's Hillary Duff. It's Hillary Duff. No offense, but it's, it's Hillary Duff. There's the funny Morgan Freeman line where uh, Troy says, I'll be your Morgan Freeman. And Ovitz is like in the bucket list. And Troy says, what? <laughs> Confession, Morgan Freeman. As many times I've listened to the song "Say" by John Mayer, I have not actually seen the bucket list all the way through. I saw it in theaters with my mom when I was like twelve. I don't know how old I was when that movie came out, so I could probably watch it again. I couldn't tell you much about it. Let's go to the theater and watch it. Watch the bucket list together. Yeah, let's do it. You know, all the theaters are empty. We can probably just go in, hand him ten bucks, and tell him to play whatever we want. Like, hey, uh, if I hook up my phone, will you project the bucket list up there, please? And they're like. (laughs) Really? And I say, yeah. <laughs> say what you need to say. Okay. We should start uh, episode by episode the Bucket List rewatch podcast. Where we just go through every 10 minutes of the Bucket List and talk Less, about it for an every hour. two minutes. Even better. Two hours on every two minutes. <laughs> um, to, uh, Abed gets Troy to stand up and gets ready for one of his item cross-offs by pantsing Troy, which I love that when it happens, the first thing we see is how funny Pierce thinks it is. Yeah. Because that's going to set up where this is going. Um, Ovid says, oh, man, it would have been better if, it ha- if, my- if his underwear had giant hearts on him, but but whatever, which which gets him to bend over and Troy pants is him. So getting pants is also one of them. Which, again, on- Pierce is is even more thrilled because now there's been a second pantsing. On the commentary... Danny was like, if you notice, throughout this whole scene, my pants are pulled down, so it's they're easier to get off. Foreshadowing <laughs> was what he said. That's amazing. So yeah, everyone's laughing about it and applauding the silly situation, and then we get a truly dark moment, Ooh. one of the darkest Pierce moments. Not Literally great. one of the times where community knowingly crosses the line, and... You, it, it, it is kind of funny. It's funny because we know how awful it is. But like, if anything yeah. like it actually happened like this in a situation, it'd be yes. very, very bad. And to the benefit of community, to compliment it for a second, I think they deal with it lightly as it would be dealt with in real life. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, Pierce pants surely who walks into the room not having had seen any of what had happened before. And the way that they shoot it's really tasteful. You don't really yeah, see anything. you don't see anything, which I like. But and immediately the entire room changes from laughing at the antics of Troy and Abed to complete disgust. Uh, you can just see Shirley's face, the embarrassment mm-hmm. and the humiliation and the anger at what's going on. And Pierce just... Just thinks it's hilarious. Know. Holds he out his hand no for a idea. high five. He and he says, great. "He says, get it, get it." Oh. And the theme song plays. Cut the theme song. What a cold open. Yeah, yeah. That like now, I remember times in school where pantsing was a thing. You know, more so gym class was where it happened. Absolutely. And there it was, was times always the hilarious guy on guy though. You don't pants a woman. You don't pants a woman. And now I remember times where they would try and pants a girl, but like that shit's not okay. Like, not okay. Rarely was it successful because, like, if any time somebody who tried to reach in that vein because they're like, "Oh, this is funny," 
like and said they were gonna do it like all the guys were like no because you'll be expelled from the school like that's like that's a no-no let me dust off the 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 more you know music that I've used in the past to set up everyone next March 32nd when you're doing your racially tasteful April Fool's Day pranks don't pants a woman don't pants a woman Thank now, you. Zach, have you ever been? Because I at least, I at least have a very, very strong memory of a time that I was pantsed and very embarrassed. But were you ever pantsed at a time that you know was not your favorite time to be pantsed? You know, I went to a Christian school, an elementary school, and middle did. school, and I think there was so much gay panic that stuff like that didn't happen. <laughs> that, that's you know, this a is good the way same to describe that in the high school there was no prom; they had banquet. And everyone sat at tables in the gymnasium, and there was no dancing allowed. Yeah, you also went to the school that I knew, you know, and maybe this was just a rumor, but like kids like legitimately got kicked out of that school for sleeping together. Yes. <laughs> wow. So I feel like you were about to say something before I went on that tangent. Um. So when I was in elementary school, yes, I was play. It was recess. I was probably about third grade. You know, I I have some crushes on a couple of girls. You know. Uh, and I'm playing at recess. We're having a good time. You're running around. Yeah, monkey bars, all that. And this kid, he pulled down my pants in front of these two in girls. In front of the girl that you had a crush on. And and here's the problem with it is when you're in third grade, you don't buy your own underwear. You know, like maybe my mom would take me in the aisle and be like, okay, Steven, which of these identical Walmart four packs of briefs would you like? Sure. You know? I went I, with like the SpongeBob type every time, like the, the character underwear every time. See, I wish. I wish. Mine were the solid colors. And I don't think I might have had on white ones that day. Do you have a PP stain on your pant on your underwear? No, but like they were definitely like briefs. And I'm a boxer briefs man myself, which like if I'm pants in boxer like, briefs, it's just I feel like you don't have to be explaining yourself. You know what I mean? I feel like you don't have to like frame the story that way. You, <laughs> you know don't, they I don't mean? need this much details. I could just left not it the out. detail. I just don't think you have to explain why getting pants in front of girls was embarrassing. I don't think you well, have to you know, be like. No. I, just, I just want to give the, the listeners context. They can't relate if they've never been in front of a girl or had pants on or off. How do they know? I certainly have not. <laughs> yeah, either any ever of had those. my pants on or off <laughs> around a girl. <laughs> I'm in a constant state of limbo when it comes to my I'm always wearing a skirt. There we go. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things about you. Uh, Sorry, finish your story. But yeah, I was really embarrassed, and I've never forgiven that guy. We were friends in middle school, but like I've Is always... Is someone I would know? Maybe. Yes! You tell me a name. I I'll bet... bleep it out if yeah. I need to. Do you know... Is that the, like, military kid? He got somebody pregnant at some point, I think. Was he San Diego, or was he no, the rapper? No, that was... Was he a rapper? Neither. I don't know if I know this person or not. Uh, he he went to a different school at some point. But we went to school with him for at some point. But I don't know how much in high school we went to school with him. We should find him and get Chevy Chase to help us out with this. I'm yeah, sure we will. We'll 250 him. bucks gets you a cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's actually 500 now. Fuck, it's um, price. Right. And uh, we'll pants him. We'll pants we'll him. We'll find him and we'll pants him. You, me, and Chevy. Okay. What if we, like, surprise him and we actually pants Chevy? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> we say get it get it <laughs> we just uh, bring okay. the sad old man somewhere and then pull his pants down and laugh at him <laughs> i'm sure For it wouldn't be the first time dollars yeah <laughs> 
So after the theme song, we are sitting in the aftermath of this awkward moment that had happened. Uh, everyone's kind of talking about it. Everyone feels really uncomfortable. Shirley, like, went to the bathroom to adjust herself and to, like, compose herself. And Pierce is expecting an apology. <laughs> Obviously, this is a big deal. She's made Shirley very uncomfortable, and he has to deal with it. But Pierce isn't willing to accept it. He isn't willing to deal with it. It's not a good color on Pierce, but it's true to the character. And on the commentary, they said the thing that they were most proud of with the storyline was that Pierce is kind of like the Eric Cartman type character of this show. Mm -hmm. And in this show, there's enough real world relevancy that something that they do will rub someone the wrong way and they're going to have to deal with it and you can't just laugh anything off. And they said that it had to be something kind of dark and shocking like this because we've already gotten to the point where we can laugh at him for being racist and homophobic yeah. and sexist. It had to be something a, a, more shocking than those truly shocking things. Well, it, it had to be something visual and physical. And much life, much like real life, I mean, Pierce here is like, oh, well, I mean, she just can't take my joke. And how often, I mean, do you hear a guy do something that's, you know, bad? And he's like, well, I mean, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just joking around. Like, I didn't mean right. it. But I'm like, no. Like, right. he really... Like, you know, embarrassed Shirley. Now we got to talk about the teenagers again. Uh, I don't like how they just follow these people. I would kind of get it if it was just Jeff and Britta that they keep bumping into. But now they're here. They're making fun of Pierce for being Grandpa Schlipschlap, which I always miss my Grandpa Schlipschlap. May he rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Till we slap again. <laughs> uh, and they just keep calling him Schmitty. They do like an old person impression. I like the one guy's like walker, yeah. no teeth impression. Jeff tries to get in like a pissing contest with them and is like, oh, well, I'm a lawyer. And they're stupid kids. They don't care what you are. They're going to make fun of you unless you stoop down to their level. Yeah, That's and where clearly, Jeff, you're goes. not actively being a lawyer because you're at community college. That's the one thing like that Jeff and Britta fail to realize. They're not going to win this argument because they're the whole thing that the kids are looking them down for is that they're at this, you know, community college. And so they, they're they fighting a losing battle, but, you and know. And you used it as a joke earlier. I hate that they called Britta Schlapp Skank. Yeah, it's really a terrible She's thing to say. She's just a woman that they met. Well, and they, they call her something else pretty bad later on, too. fun of them. It's not like they addressed them negatively from Jump. I don't know. Well, don't they call her a... Doesn't he call her a whore later? Probably. This is the funny moment that they have when they school Britta for wearing a disc man. And Jeff's like, come on, the cool kids are watching. How could you do this? You should have known what you were doing. I'm sure that's how people felt about me when I walked in with my fat Albert shirt in the in the In, the in grades 2 grade. through 12. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. I'll wear it next week for you guys. Hey, hey, hey! That's and I do like the, uh, you know, Britta says it's retro, and Hedge Mini mentions it it being because she's broke and can't afford an iPod. I think that's a kind of funny line. Yeah. And they leave. It's like they're done for now. We'll see them in a little bit. And then Pierce, I think Schmitty means loser. <laughs> he just had to say it so everyone else would, like, confirm it so he could really know for sure. Uh, Shirley calls everyone to the study room to talk about what's just happened, and I think this is probably the episode's best scene. Yeah, I like this scene. And I think it's one of Yvette's best performances. Yeah. Um, Okay, so if you remember all the way back to the Halloween episode when Annie 
Britta and Shirley team up to like do something to Slater. They fill up her office with water, water. from a hose mm-hmm. or something. The original idea for that storyline was that Shirley was going to take a shit in oh my um, God. in her drawer. And Yvette made a big deal about how black women wouldn't like that. No, and how not. that's bad representation, and she said Shirley wouldn't do that. I feel like in this conversation where she gets to say these things to Pierce, like, uh, you know, you can say black, I'm a black woman, yeah. and how how she explains her her devastation by this moment because it's embarrassing and it's it's so disrespectful. I think she was able to channel that real-world thing. And I think similarly, Dan Harmon and the creative team were able to channel that situation that I'm sure they th- that's just a joke that you write. You yeah. know, it has nothing to do with that. But of course, it's not appropriate and good for Yvette for being comfortable to step up and to say something yeah. and good for the writers to be able to accept that and then use it to have a, a, a thoughtful issue in a future episode. Well, I don't know exactly sure... that it's that close to it, but it yeah. feels like it a little bit. Well, and I'm sure that as a black woman on a like primetime sitcom, which is not, especially at this time, it's not a common thing to see, it's probably not the easiest thing to step up to the writer and creator of the show and say, hey, this idea is bad and I'm not comfortable doing it. Yeah, and we all respect Dan Harmon's work so much, but I think it's pretty clear that he's not exactly the easiest no. person to be around all the time. I'm sure it was super intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good on her. And I and I and like you said, I think this scene is one of my two favorites in the episode. I think as a whole scene, definitely, but I think there's a couple moments I like when Pierce is talking to Shirley later on, I think there's a couple of good moments, but like this, this whole, like how kind of steadfast Shirley is. She's not kidding at all here. You know, a lot of times in the show, even when somebody's serious, they'll throw in some jokes, but she's not joking. And I, I like that. And there are some jokes thrown into this scene, but this is one of the few scenes that's played completely serious, completely mm-hmm. dry, in the entire series so far. Yeah. Usually the show is like, even when they're trying to get your heartstrings or get you to feel a certain way, they're going to make a joke right after to make you feel stupid for having felt anything. Mm-hmm. You feel what Shirley's feeling, yeah. and you totally get why Pierce has got to go because of this. Mm-hmm. And it was cute when he was just the old guy that said stuff that was a little backwards, but this is... Even though the show does a good job of framing it in a way that Pierce's motive was innocent-ish, you know? Yeah. But he, what he did was assault someone, mm-hmm. and the show knows that and deals with it. Yeah. Uh, Pierce, you know, is so quick to defend himself by saying, <laughs> like, hey, calling you the black woman isn't that bad. You should hear what I call everyone else. <laughs> And that's when we lead to the other quiet Britta and Annie moment when she mentions that – when Pierce mentions that one of them is the one that Abed wants to sleep with. Mm-hmm. Not sure who it is, but again, I don't think it's either of them. Yeah. I wonder which one Pierce thinks Abed wants probably to sleep Annie. with, though. You think so? Mm-hmm. Because Pierce probably wants to? Yeah. And then, you know, they're all kind of calling out, yeah, Pierce for his behavior. Britta brings up, well, you always calling me a lesbian if the the wallet chain fits. And then there's the joke that you like about Shirley and Troy being cousins. Mm -hmm. This one I thought out of all of them I could have done without. Yeah. But I respect that you think it's funny. Mm -hmm. 
the Abed being a terrorist one is another joke that's pretty deep and dark, but it's pretty funny too. It's what's funny is that he's like, I'm willing to take the chance because like Pierce says, you know, well if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, and if I'm right, I'm a hero, and you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, which is very much a Pierce way of thinking. Seems like a lot of people's mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that Annie has a crafty Jew brain. Nobody knows how to take a compliment anymore. I mean, the way that Pierce embodies the a lot of people right now in the world, you know, like, oh, well, it's out of context. Oh, well, you know, just take a joke. You know, it's... Oh, no one can take a compliment anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shirley says, you know what, this dude's got to go or I'm going, and Pierce thinks he's so positioned to be the one <laughs> to stay. And they totally lock him out of the study room, and there's a really funny tracking shot of Pierce walking down the hall with the, his shambles of a guitar... And Abed just closes blind after <laughs> blind so he can't even see into the study room. This is something that happens a lot in the show where a lot – this is the first like Pierce leaves the study group storyline. Mm-hmm. And there are a ton are of them in season two and three. And it's it's good that they waited this long to really do things like this because it feels a little bit like they've been together for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. So – for something bad enough to have happened for them to kick Pierce out, it has, it has a little weight. weight to it, even though it's completely well-earned. I believe this is the only time we see Chang this I whole think episode. So. Uh, just got to get that paycheck to Ken Jong every week. Yeah, and friend of the show. So he runs into Pierce <laughs> as Pierce is leaving, and he's holding a bunch of Girl Scout cookies, which he tries to sell to Pierce, and Pierce is... This is one of Chevy's worst acted moments in the episode. Yeah, definitely. He kicked me out of the group. And Chang, I guess, stole these Girl Scout cookies from Girl Scouts and is trying to sell them back for a profit. Yeah. Uh, the Girl Scouts are fresh on his tail and ask Pierce, have you seen a Chinese kid? Yeah. <laughs> they think he's a child. I guess. And then I don't know exactly how Chang got to where he could hide this effectively behind Pierce. Yeah, it's like Pierce was wearing a dress and Chang was hiding underneath it, but he jumped under the like study table, but now doesn't have the cookies anymore either. I don't know. It's, it's totally a moment just to work Chang into the episode. Yeah. It's a true <laughs> stretch. It is, by all <laughs> intents and purposes, a reach. <laughs> uh, Britta and Jeff are outside spying on these teenagers to try to find a way to humiliate them, which as childish and immature as the storyline is, does kind of track for these characters to do something like this. Pierce walks by, and because, I don't know, you know, Jeff and Britta, of course, side with Shirley and Mm -hmm. kick Pierce out of the group, but that doesn't mean that they're, like, cold shoulder to Pierce whenever they see him. They're like, hey, Pierce, what's up? And Pierce won't even look at him. He just walks past. Now, what are the chances? I feel like I had situations like that in high school. Uh, I feel like that that happened, probably. Yeah, for sure. We're like... You weren't really, like, associating with somebody super closely anymore, but, like, you didn't hate them. Or, like, if you were, like, friends with the person they used to date and then they broke up, but, like, you don't dislike the person, so you're like, hey, you know, but you're not going to hang out with them. I feel like, I don't know if this is too much for the podcast, so I won't mention on what side or for why, but there was a time when Steven and I weren't supposed to speak with each other. Oh, shit, that's true. And I feel like it was kind of similar a little bit. I feel like there might have been some situations where it's just, like... We walked past in the hallway, and With I turned my tear. head back, and, and he didn't. <laughs> so no one tell my mom that we do this podcast together, right? because we're not supposed to be we're friends. We're not supposed to be friends. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're outside spying on on, on the child Schmitties, and 
you know, Britta's the one who's bringing up these, like, conspiracies of how they can bring them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's the one that's like, oh, she doesn't have a wedding ring on. He's a child of divorce. We can make fun of him for his broken family. And Jeff has this, like, what the f*** are you saying? (laughs) But he's the one that did that whole thing with Rich just a couple weeks ago where he truly went nuts. Yeah. And you're going to judge Britta like this? Come on now. Yeah, this man. And Jeff comes up with a plan where he's like, I'm going to bang my way through this issue. I'm going to go f that kid's mom. Which is a valiant strategy. I mean, (laughs) if I had to pick a course of action to solve most of my problems, it would be sleeping with somebody's mom. I'm going to f that kid's mom, Stephen Baker. Usually, that's that's what I at least. Previously, we decided your tombstone would read, (laughs) was right that one time. Now it'll be. That kid's mom. That kid's mom. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Uh, let's rewind 30 seconds. Hey, Steven's mom. Really glad you're here joining us. You might want to turn the volume down and skip ahead until right now. <laughs> so I don't know Sorry. how much we've talked about this in the podcast, but there was kind of a running joke in my you know friend circle for a while that I dated moms. And I think they can tell. I think we've made <laughs> jokes at the expense of because it. Because I have maybe been known to be involved with the occasional woman who's a little bit older than I am, <laughs> and sometimes that woman happens to have a child. And the first time that joke was made around Explaining my the mom, concept of moms. The- <laughs> I just mansplained moms sometimes to I, Sometimes I'm, I'm with a woman. Sometimes they're older. Sometimes they have children. You call this a mom. Now, I also have a mom. <laughs> Just like you. Finish your story. Sorry. Um, so the first time... Since we're, like, since we're in the f- mom episode, we might as well talk about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I fixed my time to shine. Um, the first time that like joke was made around my mother, there was horror upon her face. I bet. Because she was like so grossed out at the thought of that. And I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, mom. Am I allowed to ask... Before that moment, had your mother known that you were involved with people that had children? Yes. Yes. But wasn't aware that it was like a laughing a matter or a yeah. thing with your friend group? <laughs> totally. I'm I sure she, she heard it and it was horror because she was like, that's what I've always thought. <laughs> She's like, my worst fears have come true. Sorry, Steven's mom. Come on the show. Tell us your take. <laughs> Uh, this is the line that Jeff has that made me make the face that you mentioned making. This was bad. When he's trying to say how he's going to school them after he pulls a Stephen Baker on this kid. <laughs> uh, and he, he says, attorney at, aw, snap. Two thumbs down. It's pretty bad. Even Britta was like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. And Jeff says it'll be better than that, but I don't think it was will. Was it? <laughs> There's another standoff between them. Oh, here we go. What did, What's he call him? This is the line. He said, what time's your mommy picking you up? Hey, Clearasil. What time's your mommy picking you up after she's done shooting The Real Housewives of Greendale County? It was Clearasil, I think, was what we didn't know. That kid's skin is fine, though. And the kids just do the same thing that they do. They don't take anything to heart, even though that's definitely not true of teenagers. If anybody said anything to me about me, I'd be crying. I'd be sobbing, yeah. And then I'd make fun of them, like, with my friends days later. Mm-hmm. Jeff's rubber and their glue and everything he throws at them bounce. I don't know. You know what I mean. There's a. It's a thing. Does rubber not stick to glue? Can you not glue know. rubber? It's just. It's a thing, Steven. It's a thing. 
They just, they, it's just like a precursor to the end of episode confrontation between all of these, where everything Jeff and Britta try oh. to throw at them, they just are duh, a duh, a schmitty, a duh. And Jeff and Britta can't help but like feel like they have to explain their way out of the situation when they need to stoop to their level to get, beat them, I guess. I don't know. It's a, stu- it's a stupid storyline. It's dumb. It's yeah. dumb. It's not the best they've done. But every episode of Community has so many gems and lines that are golden stuffed into it that I can't say it's a bad episode. Here's here's where I'm at with it. I think that everyone in this episode gives a good performance at what they were asked to do. I just don't like what they were asked to do. And even like the writers who wrote the storyline, like no, the writers who wrote the script did just fine with what they were asked to do. Yeah. Someone said, hey, make this story, and they were like, There's this thing on TV shows, on comedies, where oftentimes for laughs, a character is supposed to be really annoying. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, there aren't laughs because they're really annoying. It's just annoying. And that's what this is. Yeah. It's not, oh my god, I'm laughing because it's like, what silly guys? (laughs) You're just ready for this part to be over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe it's because of like how politically incorrect it is to make the like that sort of noise with the arm movements you know even though i don't think they're like expressively trying to make fun of people who are disabled it's very much in that kind of flavor and sound that like people don't do anymore but like when we were in maybe like third grade was kind of funny when people did it because we didn't know any better and we were like oh that's a silly silly noise this is fun to do i remember when the funniest thing on the planet was during attendance at the beginning of class, you know, you're supposed to say here, but then they'd call your name and you'd be like, pickle, or something, or you'd be like... Yeah, why was that funny? French fries. If I were a teacher, I probably really would have kicked a kid right in the throat if they ever did that. (laughs) Jeff and Britta try to just walk away from the situation, but the kids keep following them and mimicking them, and I, I don't know. They make it back to the study room, and they're so worked up by this. They've got to beat them. <laughs> Troy and Abed are leading Billy, uh, the goat, into uh, the study room because they crossed off the list stealing a rival school's mascot. Now, how much has City College mentioned before this? There was they... definitely a time where we mentioned them for the first time. And they were like, this that is might the have been first the time episode? they mentioned City College. It might have been the fo- or the debate episode. Or the debate, that's true. Because City definitely College City becomes College a much in the bigger... debate episode. They're like an active threat. Mm-hmm. Are there schools where having a live animal mascot are still a thing? Butler and University of Georgia and University of Texas. They have like live dogs. A bulldog. Mm-hmm. And Texas has um, a whole like steer. Well, you know, our high school used to. Did they have a live Native American man running around? <laughs> oh my god. Well, we weren't always the Indians. Before we were the Indians, we were the Anderson Ducks. Ducks! We were the Ducks! And it's true. And there was a live duck that was the mascot. See, I would, what are the odds that our oh country-ass, small Indiana town ever reverts their prideful high school from the Indians back to the Ducks? I would I'd love pay, that. I would love it, too. I want that to happen. Why did they but, change it in the first place? Um, be, like, oh, shit. That's and not please, racist this enough. Can, this can be cut. But I think it's Probably because not. all the white people in Anderson really love running around saying they're Indian. Like, that, their words, not mine. Love oh, saying they're yeah. Indian and throwing a powwow every year. 
And now I'm not gonna That's say definitely that I didn't staying go. In. I didn't say I didn't go to the powwow because that shit was lit and they had buffalo burgers. But we and I get down. We were with that. kids and we didn't know until later how cultural ass appropriation. Oh, I know is. how bad that shit was because they were all white, Zach. <laughs> okay, well I was white, so I didn't see it until until I had I it explained. I was like, to my me. mom was like, "Yeah, no, this ain't it." <laughs> us white people will get angry and on board. We just have to have someone tell us, "Hey, this is bad, and this you should bad. be You're angry like, about it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Ah. <laughs> when I saw a like. 45 year old white man sitting there tapping a native american drum and moaning while some other white man with long hair played a flute i knew that it was not for me hey but they're one thirteenth samoan <laughs> well you know i'm i love when like the the fractions they give don't work for like genealogy like they're like well it's I'm like how many parents did you have <laughs> i'm i'm one eighteenth cherokee and i'm like yeah, because one of your white ass relatives got a got a enslaved I'm, I'm person sorry, great, pregnant. Great grandfather once. sexually assaulted three women, and now maybe isn't today that we're recording Columbus Day? It absolutely it is. is Columbus Day. Yeah, f- Christopher Columbus with like every <laughs> inch so of my being. I'm so glad that this came up while we're while, while it's Columbus Day. This episode won't be released until long after Columbus yeah. Day, but the comedic irony of that had to be brought up. Yeah. I had a first grade teacher that like really loved Columbus Day and like had the nerve to get me in trouble when I was like, my mom says that it should be called Indigenous Peoples Day because that's what they called it in college and blah, 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 blah. Now, I wasn't so poignant with my words because I was like six, but I was like, hey, Christopher Columbus, bad guy. And she said he was not a bad guy. Don't interrupt me. Pull a card. Did you say Rouse? <laughs> I, that would have been a hell of a time for me to stand up and yell a German word at her. That I didn't know what it meant. Christopher Columbus. <laughs> On the audio commentary, they made a lot of jokes at the expense of how the goat is sitting where Pierce would usually sit uh-huh. and why that's funny. Uh, all of <laughs> Donald's interactions with the goat where he like starts to talk to the goat or he laughs with the goat or explains to the goat what's going on is very funny. And this entire scene is a pretty big highlight too why yeah. uh, th- now that pierce isn't there they don't have an escape goat as troy likes to call it they so they all kind of call out things about each other to say why they would be the new pierce they all are really defensive about why they're not the new pierce there's some really funny things in the sequence like when they mimic annie's gasp that's pretty top notch because... Or the line about, like, uh, Pierce being, like, catching lightning in a bottle or, like, getting struck by lightning. And Troy <laughs> has the line about his uncle or whatever that gets struck <laughs> by lightning and it didn't give him superpowers. He just masturbates in theaters. I didn't know that Troy's uncle was Pee Wee Herman. I didn't either. <laughs> There's some funny ones. One of my favorite moments here is, like, when, you know, it gets turned that – which is a very valid statement from – I think Annie says it – that Shirley, other than Pierce, is the most bigoted which Mm -hmm. is absolutely true, but that she's like, well, what about Abed? He's weird. And everyone's like, no, we like Abed. And Abed (laughs) raises his eyebrows and he's even like, bring it on. (laughs) He's like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) And they're also, they start to make fun of Troy for his lack of intelligence, which usually they let slide because Mm -hmm. Pierce is around, but it stands out more when Pierce isn't there. And he doesn't make it easy for himself, you know. No. Reasons. (laughs) Uh, I like the line where they're like, maybe the new Pierce is Britta because she says bagel. And then the way Annie, I think, says, we do make fun of you for pretty much everything you say. <laughs> Troy explains <laughs> to the, the goat, goat that he says that she says ba- bagel wrong and the goat's like, I'm a goat. 
certain. <laughs> Jeff is probably the most defensive about not being the new uh, Pierce because he thinks he's the coolest. He just can't yeah. handle it. Uh, yeah, the scene is great. And this feels like a normal community scene. It doesn't feel like a community scene in a episode with weird things happening. It feels like like home. See, I know you don't like this scene as much, but it kind of reminds me of that scene from the episode where they all like look at each other as sexual prospects. It's just like those scenes where they all like nail into each other in the study mm-hmm. group. And like there are tons of great moments like this. And in the future uh, episodes I'm really excited to tackle, they do where like the whole entire episode is just them doing this. Yeah, there's a couple real highlight episodes, especially where they're like trying to figure out who, you know, they're moving blame around. Right. There's a funny interaction when they leave the the room where uh, Britta and Annie are trying to like one up each other with Pierce insults, and they call like one like the double Pierce. You're double Pierce. You're triple. You're triple Pierce. Pierce. I also there was some weird sound editing here where the it was like them yelling at each other over the table. Then it cuts to them walking outside of the room, which is like up the hall or whatever, mm-hmm. and you, the the audio doesn't split. It's like the same continued audio through a cut where they've moved quite a bit. Yeah. And then like. Annie and Britta are talking over it, and then it, like, fades into them, just them talking. I just thought the sound editing was a little weird. Yeah, I, I think especially, like, where they start this scene with, like, Shirley immediately having a line that, like, you can kind of hear. But, like, if the subtitles weren't there, I probably wouldn't have, like, right. actually caught what it was. Because, like you right. said, it was just kind of, like, over the top. So Shirley leaves faster than everyone else angry about the old Pierce, and this is giving Jeff an opportunity, probably because he feels threatened in his position, as always, that they need to get Pierce back in the group to bring the the harmony back together. Pretty insensitive of Jeff. I feel like they – I feel like Shirley would have eventually felt sorry for Pierce and would have let him come back in, but Jeff is concerned about himself. Yeah, and, and I think everything. that I get that Jeff and Britta have their own, like, storyline going on right now, but they, like, they really kind of get, you know, mm-hmm. selfish here. Mm-hmm. Another thing that rubs me the wrong way about this episode yeah. that I find kind of, I don't know what the right word to describe it is, but it's how Jeff and Britta keep, like, kind of repeating the stuff the kids said to them, like, to the group. And I get that's because they're, like, you know, bothered by it. Yeah. But I guess... I don't know. <laughs> I don't. There's something I don't like about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that I think that maybe they. I think it's odd that they would like fixate hold, on this so much. Yeah, hold those kids. Well, even hold the kids high enough that they would start to imitate it. I think they just be like, issue. "Oh, they're stupid kids." Well, even like if it like bothered them, which I think it does, and that's fine. But I just don't like that they're like, "Well, I'm now going to act like those kids because those kids are so cool." Like, yeah, yeah, I see you. I see now, you. Now we get a, a really funny scene, uh, another of the several scenes in this episode that are hard to laugh at, but kind of this impossible is funny. not to it's, laugh it's at. It's funny because it it's so funny. ridiculous and so awful. How, so the, the the group is making Pierce apologize to Shirley. They're telling him exactly what to say, exactly how to do it. Pierce is, of course, stubborn about it because he doesn't feel a need to apologize, but he eventually agrees. And they're trying to get Shirley to forgive Pierce so he can be back in the group but in a way that doesn't give away that they're doing it it's some typical study group stuff Mm -hmm. um and Pierce you know shuffles over to a park bench to to apologize to Shirley but in fact she walks or he walks past Shirley to another park bench where a somewhat similar looking woman is sitting yeah 
it, it's really not the best Pierce moment, shining shining wise. Yeah. But uh, the, the whole study group is there to watch it, and also Troy and Abed are doing some pledge type stuff for a fraternity to cross that off the list. They've got pretzels up their butts, and Troy, uh, Troy put mustard on his. Which what is a like a classic Troy line. Up, what a weird thing though to make them put up their butts. Soft pretzels. Yeah, I, well, you assume they're soft pretzels. Well, uh, why, I don't think he would put mustard on it if it was a hard pretzel. Have you ever had, like, pretzel sticks with mustard? That shit's delicious. I haven't. I haven't put mustard on pretzel sticks, but I trust you. Yeah, give it a go sometime. It's good. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, they're definitely Up my butt, right? I'm just, I'm just, well, exclusively. Uh, which is, like, a classic Troy line. Really funny. Yeah. Now, I was not in a fraternity. To my knowledge, you were not in one either. But you know what I'm never going to be down with? Some of the, like, hazing shit that they did make people do. I know that, like, college is, like, no hazing because people die, but they But they still do. And a lot of times it's, like, you know, the people, the, like, gay panic bros, and then the hazing stuff is, like, let's have sex. (laughs) It's, like, okay, strip down butt naked, rub yourself in oil, and then wrestle each other in front of us. And then we're each going to put one of our balls in your mouth. Yeah, like, that's literally, like, what it is. And I'm, like, y'all have some repressed. Let it linger. (laughs) <laughs> you have some repressed stuff in there, don't you? Don't you, Chad? You got yeah. Your haze is to be in a committed relationship with me for twenty years. <laughs> How bad do you want in on this frat? Let's hold hands. Meet you me can, at quad. You can join our club, but you have to vacation with me in Cabo once a year. <laughs> no cell phones, no pictures. Just bring your body, your tightest speedo, and a bottle of rubbing oil. It's totally like that Always Sunny. Like, we're looking for dudes to hang out in our party mansion. It's literally what a party <laughs> mansion. <laughs> a party mansion. <laughs> and it's like nothing sexual. Uh, if fat, should be able to laugh at the, the funny things. And I don't know. That entire – that's like an invitation to a frat. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I get that there are fraternities that do good stuff and sororities do good stuff. But we went to a college that while we were in school had a frat get – two frats get shut down for sexual assault. So that shit, you know? Yeah. Hashtag not all frats, Steven. Hashtag frats lives matter, <laughs> Steven. Frat lives matter. There we go. I'm kidding. They don't. Not the ones that you know were at our school. Sorry what was the one that, that they said? I don't want to be an N-word. The S- S-A-E, of cool that one? frat guys <laughs> that listen to this podcast. <laughs> All like one of them. <laughs> it's like, hey. So it's really cringy how far into the apology Pierce gets. He doesn't even notice that it's not Shirley until the actual Shirley makes herself known. Um, I love as it's about to happen. Jeff just goes. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> it's it's like the epitome of disappointed but not surprised. That's that's Pierce here. I would have loved to have heard more of Pierce's study group <laughs> written speech when he's like, from the moment we first met, it's like he's about to give some wedding vows. <laughs> yeah. Which, unfortunately, is- we learn later on that they never wed. Yeah. It's a real shame. I love that Pierce memorized, memorized these lines that were for Shirley better than Chevy Chase memorizes his lines for the actual show. <laughs> It was probably pretty close to the same. <laughs> but I like that the he Shirley is still trying to read her book. He says that he didn't know it was Shirley because he's not wearing contacts, but he's wearing glasses. He glasses on. He's wearing glasses. <laughs> is there fraternity, is that Ome- uh, Gamma Omega Phi? I did read online that the letters spell out OTP. 
Ah, so Omega Which is kind of like a throw, a throw to, like, that used to be what you said when you, like, ship someone there, mm-hmm. like the OTP. One true pair. I had to Google that when I was young because <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. You know, Pierce takes this being caught as a way to say, screw you to Shirley, and you owe me an apology, and that the study group wrote this, which makes Shirley mad at them, and they're all staring. <laughs> uh, as she comes to give her wrath, we get another classic Troy, just act like you sleep. Just you sleep. Just act like you asleep. And Shirley is so justifiably angry and disappointed in yeah. these other people that she expected to have her back. Uh, that she says that she fully understands where she has always stood, and that she's entitled to her pride until it gets in the way. Especially because they were all like actively on Shirley's side. They were like, "Pierce, you've got to go," you know. But as soon as they're like, "Actually, things are a little inconvenient. Let's bring him back. Fuck what yeah. Shirley feels," you know. And even like to the point of not even coming to Shirley to talk to her, but to try and like trick her into bringing him back in. Like that's shitty. Totally. Totally. Oh, no. uh, as Shirley announces she's leaving the group, everyone's upset and calling for her to come back. And then the the teenagers come back and make fun of them. I think they're a little bit justified because they're all, like, making a big deal in the quad about their study group membership yeah. status. But, yeah, the, the teenagers are back. They just make fun of them for crying, for caring about their friends. And we see another shot of the mother. Um... She's totally that mother that's always wine drunk, you know, and she's like, she says, come on, I got to get to my bikini wax. Mm-hmm. And this actress we didn't go into before, her name is Lisa Rinna. She is one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, she is so, a part of one of my favorite Real Housewives scenes of all time. It's the Real ha- the Real Housewives uh, of Greendale County joke has a, has a fitting connection to the actress's other work. She's yeah. done a lot. She's throughout her career. She was in episodes of Baywatch. She wow. was on Days of Our Lives for four years. She was one of the leads on Melrose Place. She's been in episodes of Hannah Montana and Big Time Rush. Ooh, now um, I she was in Big Time Rush. Mm-hmm. She was. Um, did she play? I, well, I was about to say one of the members by first name, and did she play his mom? But she absolutely I did play. Have no idea. James's mom, but like Pretty Boy, she played his mom. I just remembered. Wow. James was on Celebrity Big Brother. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know who who's the real winner of Big Time Rushes? Hmm. Carlos uh, Pena, because he is married to Alexa Vega from Spy Kids. Hmm. Alexa Pena He's Vega. the real winner. Um, and also Lisa Rinna was on a season of The Celebrity Apprentice with President of the United States Donald Trump. And then she was on Celebrity nice. Pr- Apprentice All-Stars with wow. President of the United States, Donald Trump. I, now, I used to watch Celebrity Apprentice. I liked Celebrity Apprentice. I watched a little bit of The Apprentice, I'm ashamed to admit. And mm-hmm. the last thing, she was one of the leads in Chicago on Broadway for a while. Are you serious? If Wikipedia is I never me, knew I that not. at all. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So she's done all kinds of stuff. Reality, reality star, movie star, TV star, theater star. Multi-talented. EGOT, EGOT hopeful. I don't think so. Yeah, that well, if she does her audiobook, come on the show. I already forgot. I already forgot her please name. Please, can we have Lisa Rinna on the show? Lisa, I would come really on. enjoy that. We know you're not doing anything. She'd have a ton Lisa, of insight. It's quarantine. You can't Beverly Hill when you're. She'd be like community. I don't remember that one. Jeff is gonna get in with the mom of the Schmitty kids and get one over on them by having sex with her. It's a pretty solid burn. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty solid it- burn. 
You know, it's true because, like, it's Brita like a points Dennis out, bangs Max. Not no 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 Mac banging Mac Dennis's bangs mom Dennis's kind mom. of thing. Because no matter what, you can say, "Well, I banged your mom." So, and they're all getting so excited about this childish thing that they're on, and everyone else is like, "We're upset about our friend who just stormed off," and yeah, worried about banging this kid's mom. It's very selfish of them. We cut to a later time, and Shirley is arriving to school as Pierce is also arriving to school. And it's just awkward. They avoid each other. Pierce isn't willing to accept any responsibility. Meanwhile, Jeff and Britta are waiting for the right moment to pounce on on the Schmitty kid's mom. And I feel like Britta getting so involved in Jeff having sex with this woman is also a little bit of a hint towards Britta's sexual thoughts and desires for Jeff. It Maybe. is a little interesting that her first like thought was, oh, Jeff, sleep with this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he goes out and acts like he's been jogging and asks her for an extra can of sports drink, uh. which she has and is happy to give. Uh, it's a really badly written flirting scene, but it works. It, it's uh, it's not like they were actually going to make this a thing, so they just needed to yeah. get it out there real fast. And Britta's watching from behind the hedges. Okay. Oh, wait. What does it say? Kappa, Beta, Sigma? Yes. We're at the car wash. Troy and Abed are pushing Boobatron near it for another moment on the list. Is that what it said? Mm-hmm. I think so. Something like that. Kappa, Eta, Sigma? I don't think that's a thing. Uh, no. <laughs> so the plan is someone's going to spill bong water on Boobatron, which makes him come to life, and it'll help them become the coolest guys and help them get babes. And this turns into, like, Abed gets Troy upset about something, and they have a, a like, dramatic encounter, and it's so obvious that Abed's hamming it up and that Troy really feels it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just him... Having a thing on his list that's like ridiculous situation leads to dramatic encounter for the illusion of story. Well, and that what's was funny. Kind of funny about this is it makes sense that Troy would take it to heart because this is what like the third time that Abed would have actually said like, "Hey, like, you're my friend," you know, because mm-hmm. we had the the wonderful, wonderful Fievel American <laughs> Tales scene, obviously. And then there's also like the the contest when you know it's like, mm-hmm. "I'm your friend, you're my friend." We're we do things for each other. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what they're planning at this car wash, but they're full swing at that. Meanwhile, Shirley sees Pierce. He's in cubby five. This desk with a number is numbered five. And it's like they keep running into each other, so they have to finally address each other somehow. It's, it's so awkward not to. Pierce explains himself and says he's old and he doesn't see well. He has which is probably glasses. hard for him to say, though. But yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't call himself old. And I will often. say this is probably one of my favorite, at least the first chunk of this scene especially, one of my favorite, like, Pierce scenes probably this yeah. season because it's it's one of the times where he gets serious and is vulnerable. And, and it's not often honest. that he does it with someone other than Jeff, so that's yeah. nice to see too, especially someone like Shirley. Mm-hmm. They have a nice conversation where they explain where they're coming from, um... How they're both sick of the way the group treats them, how the younger people look at them. Uh, And Pierce is even able to say that he thinks that Shirley is the hardest working one of all of them by raising a family. Mm -hmm. It's nice. They're able to bond. 
I still think it's really big of Shirley to do this at all. Pierce is, yeah. Pierce certainly doesn't learn enough this episode. He certainly doesn't end up a changed man because of it. And why should we expect him to, I suppose? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirley's the one who's doing all the heavy lifting here. Pierce yeah. just said a couple of nice things for once. It's true. He still says that he he doesn't think that it's wrong that he pants her. He'll never see that. No. And he does say nice things to her. But yeah, and he doesn't actually learn from his mistakes. He just kind of compliments her which does not forgive what he did and like you said it is big on shirley to like recognize that she's like okay you know i do like being a part of the group and maybe pierce and i have some things in common even if he is like awful and then pierce and it ends with something <laughs> terrible of course it does yeah. you know pierce they have a nice moment they should just leave it at that they're probably both going to rejoin the study group and then pierce goes over and leans in for a kiss did I read that incorrectly? <laughs> yeah, I think so. We cut to the cafeteria, and in the middle of this community college cafeteria where her children do not go, uh, Jeff is giving <laughs> this mom a sensual back rub while Britta watches and smiles. There's some layers there. There's some <laughs> stuff to unpack there. That's for a different podcast, though. Uh, she's drinking pot, uh, vodka out of a water bottle, which I'm sure is something most of the people on those Real Housewives reality shows do. And the teenagers come, start laying into Britta, and Britta is able to, um, you know, direct them towards what's going on with Jeff and their mom. The The lead schmitty is eating an ice cream cone, and almost always ice cream cones in movies are mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that this kid did some good fake ice cream cone eating action he like made it really look like he was licking the inside of it and he wasn't oh wow nicely done then schmitty Mm -hmm. number one jeff is jeff literally makes eye contact (laughs) with the kid while nibbling on his mom's shoulder classic move (laughs) steven was this hard for you to watch did it did it make you relive moments from real life experience you know there's nothing like the power that one feels while making eye contact with a three-year-old while nibbling on their mother's shoulder. Promise the next one will be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of Steve and I apologize. It'll just be me and Alex from now on. <laughs> I want to apologize to all the, the mamas, the baby mamas. He wants to apologize mamas. and also please send in your phone number if you're interested. You know, if if the there are any, you know, eligible moms between a certain age range um, that wanna talk baby if you want to take a ride with me (laughs) (laughs) hey must be the money also i prefer if you were in a better financial situation than i were in because i really would like a sugar mama not just a regular yeah he's like be a mom and also be willing to be my mom at least in a financial kind of standpoint anyway uh the kid calls out jeff for being pathetic and it is pathetic what they're doing. And the mom calls him out for being pathetic. Uh, he's been pwned, as they bring up, which yeah. I feel like TV shows really tried to make pwned be like a young speak thing. Didn't they? And I though? feel like it only was for like a hot second. I said barely. pwned like three times while playing Modern Warfare 2. I think we all did. And that that was about it. <laughs> this is the part where one of the kids calls Britta a whore, which is not cool. That's yeah, not a word that's you throw pretty around. F- aggressive. Mm mm. It may be a word that's allowed to be said on TV, but it's one of the few bit, bits of profanity that's uh, – there are only a few words that I feel like 
I don't know. Anything can be said in a way that that cuts an edge that shouldn't cut. But there are a few words that I feel like you just shouldn't call someone. You shouldn't, and most of them are like things that you should not call a woman. Call a woman, yeah. You shouldn't and I, call, and a, calling someone a whore is really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, because it has a lot of weight to it. Like yeah, it, it just, the, the like, C word weight. is a word that I don't even like to say because of no. And you know what's funny enough though, Zach, and this this doesn't have to be on pod, but. In like Australia, all like the rest UK, of it is. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. They, like they say the c word yeah. like pretty, but they like say it different. Like when we say it in like American, it's like her. That's why like, I say that like any word can be that because yeah. I think I know when I can and can't speak profanely, mm-hmm. and I think that just like how I think things that aren't funny can be funny. You, it, it's just it's, all about it's, the it's intent. Context. It's all context. Context. See that context. It's all about intent. I, I, I like to think that I'm not directing my foul mouth towards anyone's, like, respect. Yeah, me know. too. Especially when I'm with that raggedy whore bitch Zachary that I do this. <laughs> I'm going to need to see you in my office after the <laughs> podcast, Steven. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not a mom, will there, but... Will there be Dalmatians? I can pretend. I... <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's get our way through this. Uh, Jeff, I don't know insults the children and their mom and the mom stands up for her child and this is what's leading into the big cumulative schmitty showdown Mm -hmm. where jeff and britta start to stoop to their level and just mimic everything they say start making all the noises they make yeah one could say that you know schmidt is really hitting the fan here the schmitty really (laughs) hits the fan (laughs) what are you looking at what are you looking at? Duh. Oh. <laughs> what are you looking at? A duh. Duh. Oh. School is ass, Mark. School is ass, Mark. School is ass, Mark. And, <laughs> and no, I don't think all of this is funny. I, the only thing that I said is my favorite funniest moment are the are the slow mo shots that we get of them doing. This There's a really great face that Joel McHale does. It reminded me of like you know that that I will let you put whatever adjective you want to put in front of this scene. But that scene in it where the clown is like doing like the like yeah yeah. I it reminded exactly me of that, but I enjoyed about. Joel McHale's face more than I enjoyed that scene of the clown doing that. All the storylines are joining together in the cafeteria to watch this truly bizarre but typical of Greendale thing that's going down in the cafeteria. Uh, Jeff and Britta are making fools of themselves. Pierce and Shirley are together walking into the room, rejoining their study group. And Troy and Abed are in togas, as is Boobatron. And Pierce has another typical of Pierce line. Why are they making fun of those handicapped kids? Which is a Which fair I assumption if you don't actually Because they're making the noises. On. Yeah. They're making uh, the, the derogatory, like, you know. The, they're like, making the noises that our president that people, made. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about someone who is disabled. Which we know Pierce is, is, is ridiculous. Yeah. That, I like that one. 12 After minutes later. full 12 minutes of that, uh, the people who decide they're going to put an end to this are... Shirley and Pierce, who have now bonded over pantsing, and they're going to pants the Schmitties to throw them off their game. I guess the way you win this confrontation is by them not throwing back a duh or a mimicked phrase. It's by them saying something that then is mimicked. 
the rules are a little vague. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, the whole sing-off thing in Pitch Perfect. <laughs> one of fast the, and loose. One of the people, one of the Schmitty kids when getting pants says to Pierce, I think, what are you, a priest? <laughs> are you, oh my god, I didn't catch that before. <laughs> we didn't say it, they did. Oh. So. And they didn't say duh, so Jeff and Britta win, and it's such a big victory, and they're and they're so excited, and uh, I'm not quite to the point where I'll break out the I don't care that I had for basic genealogy, but it's really close. I will say it. I don't care. <laughs> I think the situation is ridiculous enough that I was laughing at it more than I was annoyed with it. Whereas with Jeff and Pierce's stepdaughter, I was annoyed with it way more often than I was laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mom saying to her son, you have embarrassed me by getting pwned. Yeah, because the kid like, points out the fact that they are minors whose pants were just pulled down by adults in a public setting. And then he's like, I'm going to call the cops. Right. And the mom's We showed like, you high schoolers. They yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do like, though, that even the rest of the study group knows that Jeff and Britta are ridiculous here. Like, the look on Annie's face is like, ooh. <laughs> even Troy and Abed are like, yeah. <laughs> Pierce and Shirley are back in the group, uh, and Troy and Abed are wrapping up their list thing. Troy's had about enough of it. Uh, it feels forced and not so much fun anymore. They talk about how, you know, those quintessential college experiences you expect to have they don't usually just happen naturally it's not exactly how you think it's gonna go mm-hmm. which prompts a, a cafeteria wide food fight one of the things that's on the list actually does happen spontaneously which is a nice way to tie it all together however i feel like this food fight ending even though i really like everything that's about yeah. to come is a really it's like they're sweeping a lot of stuff under the rug to get to this point you know what I mean? It's they, like they had let's the idea for about this what just happened, and like, yeah. how can we make this happen? And they said, "Fuck it, food fight!" <laughs> right? There is a food fight. Uh, the Schmitties start throwing things at the study group, but they tackle Troy and Abed before the people who were mean to them. Yeah. Also, and weren't they being escorted out of there by their mother because it was time to go? And the look of absolute joy on Troy's face when he's like. they're so down they're not mad at all that they just got food thrown directly in their face and it begins the most perfect parody like college party song playing in the background as we get a really nice ending montage of a food fight i thought while watching this i definitely like thought the episode finished stronger than it started for me but i think i a real highlight is this song because this is like one of the best original community songs of the first season because it's, it's so good. <laughs> and it's also a highlight, these little, um, like, epilogue title screens that they give each of the characters. Yeah. However, to say another thing that's a strike against this episode, this is one of the first times where it feels like they're a little bit lazily putting the college movie tropes into, yeah. the, into the show when they usually do stuff like this a lot more smarter and with more nuance. Um, this seems like... This seem, the whole Abed... Uh, storyline in this episode does feel a little season four that feels like oh Abed would do this and Community would do this and it works for the most part but it's a little like I wish that the Abed and Troy storyline were not in this episode Right, I think it could have complemented something else a lot better 
this it was just Absolutely. kind of something to happen as a B story. Absolutely. You know? So all of the Schmitty kids get is. little titles of how they're like Supreme Court justices and how they they go on to be super successful, which tracks for the way society seems to yeah. work. Uh, and then we get the things about the study group. You know, Annie remained Jewish despite ingestion of airborne pork. That's a pretty funny one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Shirley and Pierce look at each other, Shirley Bennett and Pierce Hawthorne never wed, which we're all very sad mm-hmm. to see. Uh, Britta Perry, proud owner, used Probably my favorite Nana one. in 2014. I never got – I've seen this episode a ton of times. You know, there's the whole community lore where – in the episode where Pierce has, spoiler alert, passed away mm-hmm. and they're doing the lie detector thing, yeah. she is gifted an iPod Nano from Pierce. That episode came out in 2014. I never put the I angle, never put that together. Yeah. That's cool. I never put the angle from this episode that the reason that's her title is because of the line from earlier in the episode where they're like, what, you're – you have a disc man because you can't afford an iPod. Yeah. And in 2014, she won't be able to afford whatever the new thing is. So she so has she an iPod Nano, Nano instead yeah. of like an iPhone. I never put that layer of the jokes together until this time. It's funny. And then, um, yeah, Mark Cahill, the lead Schmitty, got his medical license revoked. Is that what it said? Yeah. It said like he's in hiding or like can't be found or whatever. Jeff Winger banged Mark's mother twice. Did that happen before all this, or is oh that definitely still after? Happen? I think okay. that's after. Yeah, they still banged. She didn't care that much about the poning. No. And of course, Troy and Abed and MJ will and be back MJ. in College Cutups to Panty Raid Academy. Let's play a game really quick. If we were in this food fight and it freeze framed on us, uh huh, what would your epilogue title be? Ooh, mine would be. Um, is now happily married to Boobatron. They have three kids and live together in Minnesota. Mine would probably be um, <laughs> forgot about uh, pledging fraternity, did not forget about pretzel and butt. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and we, we get to play another game We here do in a get second, to play another game. Because that, that was the last of the episode. Now we're to an intag that's funny but not one of my favorites. Yeah. It feels a lot more like they just put the camera on Donald and Danny and this is what came out rather than a set piece that they came up with. Mm -hmm. But they're playing the what's your porn star name. Yeah. It's the name of your grade school and your favorite Favorite soft soft drink. drink. Okay. What what would yours be, Zach? (laughs) Nowadays, my favorite soft drink is not one I used to would have said, but I would probably say that my porn star name (laughs) is... Liberty Sprite. That is that's really perfect for you. Oh my god. Liberty Sprite. Well, we're we're a dynamic duo because mine's Erskine Sprite. Erskine and Liberty Sprite in My mom used to work there. Yeah. And yeah, to go through Troy the and Abed. George Washington boys. Lemon Fresca and uh Henry David Thoreau diet squirt which are also great oh. uh, then they have that pretty funny thing where they trade voices back and forth talk about how many thousand pornos they've been in how in many their pornos time. you've been in <laughs> it's just a cute little thing to end um an episode that yeah is pretty inconsequential mm-hmm. i started this review 
feeling a little bit better than I expected to about the episode and ended it feeling a little bit lower than that, but I still firmly think I agree with where I placed it according to other episodes. Um, What are your final thoughts, Stephen? What do you think this episode could have done to make it a little bit more of a classic? In all honesty, I think that if they had taken a different angle with the high school kids, now I would not have, I still don't think I would have loved it, but if they had gone more the route of Jeff sees these high school kids and sees the leader of the group and tries to, like, take him under his wing without the kid wanting it, I could see that being funny. I could see even if, like, I don't know, the kids maybe even saw the study group and was like, oh, hey, you're a group of friends, but then, like, realized they didn't really do anything. Yeah. I think that there was a way to have them still not be necessarily on the same side without having it be, like they're just extremely obnoxious and that's why they hate each other, you know? I think it could have even worked if they were just as as obnoxious, but the episode gave them a better reason to focus on the study group. Mm. If the study group inadvertently did something to cross them, and then they had, like, the blood feud. Or if, like, they couldn't do something, like, they were supposed to do their classes, but, like, something got canceled because of something the study group did in the past or something like that. something like that, yeah. So... That being said, not our favorite episode, but mm-hmm. one that was fun to revisit. There, there were, were funny parts. Plenty in it. of funny things that I had forgotten about. So, who stood out upon this episode that was a little bit lower quality? Yeah. Uh, who who stood above the rest? I'm gonna give an honorable mention first of all to Abed because I think that he and Troy's storyline I did enjoy it. Um, even though I don't think it necessarily not an A tier storyline, no. but but one for of the having of the something drive sure. along that was you know at least entertaining sure. to go back to, so that was cool. But my MVP goes to Shirley because I think that it was big that she not only stood up to Pierce but stood up for herself to the study group too. Because even after they got rid of Pierce, she said, "You know what? I don't want to be around you guys either because you don't respect me or value my actual feelings." So I'm out, and I think for that. Shirley gets points. Now, I she also at the end of forgave Pierce, blah, 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 whatever. But I think that especially for me was like, okay, good on you, Shirley, because, you know, it would have been very easy just to, like, sit back and take it and be like, oh, that's not nice. You know, but she was like, I'm out. So, Shirley. Shirley for me. I think Abed and Shirley are both solid honorable mentions, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirley, that one scene where she explains that Pierce needs to go is some of the best work Yvette does in probably the whole series. But the episode doesn't do quite enough with her to make me want to give her the MVP. Mm -hmm. This could have been a great Shirley episode if they had done a little bit more with her take on what was going on. It was more about how the study group reacted to the confrontation than how the confrontation affected Shirley. Mm -hmm. And Abed's storyline was a highlight. I think... For this backward-ass episode, I'm going to give a backward-ass MVP. Oh, no. And it's going to Pierce Hawthorne this week. Wow. Uh, he's awful in this episode. He's the most unexcusable he's ever been. And it's the most confidently the show has used the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used him really effectively, even if he is the worst guy in the yeah. room this entire episode. And Chevy delivers this episode. And on top of him being so unlikable this whole episode, they give him a ton of hilarious jokes. They do. I, so it's a backwards-ass victory, but I'm going to give it to him. Just I'm give based it to on the, excuse me, I think he deserves it. So I'm, I'm not opposed to that. So yeah, that wraps up our coverage for this episode. It was a little bit of backwards one, but I think this has been a really fun discussion. I've I enjoyed think so. talking to you about it. And if nothing else, this episode proves the point that even Community's Worst is not actually bad. 
you know. And I don't think this is community's worst. We'll no, get there. We'll, we'll get there in, in a in in a. But I'm sure we'll see even then there are are right, like really great moments to be found. To wrap things up, to talk about the weeks ahead, next week uh, is going to be a little bit different. We're doing a Halloween special next week. We're Woo! really excited about it. We're going to be uh, discussing and ranking all four of the community Halloween episodes. It's going to be real soon. So spooky. not only will we look back to intro to statistics, we'll get to look ahead to some of the Halloween episodes we'll be covering in the future yeah. and seeing how they hold up to the one we've done already. We're going to talk about Halloween traditions, favorite Halloween movies, just all kinds of stuff. And we're going to be doing it with a special guest uh, of Advanced Community Studies fame. We're going to be having the one and only TV's Kevin Lanigan on with Kevin us. Kevin Lanigan, a.k.a. And we're very excited to the, get spooky with him. himself. Yeah, we played Among Us with him and some other community friends recently. It was a lot of fun. So we're really looking forward to put that out to you. Afterwards, the week after, it's going to be a huge episode as we tackle the community classic. You know, if there was a Mount Rushmore of community episodes, Modern Warfare would certainly be one of them. It has to. Um, The week after Halloween, we'll be back to cover that one. And in the meantime, if you'd like to send us in trivia, MVPs, and funniest moments, go ahead and do so for English as a Second Language. That's the next episode we're taking questions for. Uh, Stephen, where can the people find us to communicate with us? Ah, well, other than our YouTube channel, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, we're also on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're also on Facebook at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. No. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. I was just ready for you to be wrong. I, I know. I actually know them now. <laughs> 20, 22 weeks in. I finally got it. <laughs> we're really excited as we're wrapping up the first season. Uh you know, kind of reflecting on not just the first season of Community, but the first season of our podcast and getting ready for what will come in the second. Uh, A lot of plans we've got that we're excited and we're glad that you're joining on with us. Uh, So yeah, I think this about wraps everything up unless you have any final words for our people. Uh, No, just thanks again to Communities and all our listeners. And, you know, it's really, really awesome getting to interact with you guys and read your emails. And it really means a lot to us that you guys are certainly are listening and and watching and (laughs) you sure don't disappoint us from inside the dreamatorium (laughs) i'm liberty sprite and i'm erskine sprite black lives matter um boobatron 2020 we'll see you next week please write in boobatron please don't though please don't though for the love of god please don't any vote not for joe biden's vote for donald trump thank you have a nice week (laughs) and we're out bye everybody (laughs) bye i don't want to take a test unless the question is where's the party and the answer is me